Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. How to attract wealth. I beg you, please, I don't want movements. Let's please be seated and uh, let's not distract anybody. If you um, feel like this word is not for you, just give us space. Those of us that know the word is for us, amen. Hallelujah. There are four stages. Oh, yes. Those born in the month of March, please just rise up to your feet. Let's pray with you. March, March, hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful people. Let's stretch forth our hands towards them and just pray for them. Release the blessings of the Lord upon them. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he cause you to increase. Wherever you are in the world, I declare you blessed. May you increase and go from glory to glory. May everything good in your life continue to work and get better in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Happy, happy birthday. God bless you all. Invite us to your birthday. Prayer meetings, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. There are four stages in wealth building. The first stage is attracting wealth. The second stage is accumulating the wealth. It is one thing to get money. It's another thing for the money to stay. Some people, it's like water being poured in a basket. Money comes and just goes. So nothing stays. Step three is the management of wealth. The ability to manage resources. God flows way more into the hands of those that can manage it well. Remember when Jesus multiplied the five loaves and two fishes, the Bible said he told them to gather up the fragments. He hates waste. And number four is the ability to transfer the wealth from one generation to another. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Many times in the body of Christ, we are not privileged in some cases because we we receive patches of information. So some people only have the information on how to attract wealth. But still, they don't understand how to make sure that wealth is managed. So the wealth that came in January... We can still see it in December. Working for five years, but but being able to see the result of the work that we have been doing. So that's why all through our four services, we'll be focusing on how to attract wealth. And then our Bible studies will be focused on taking questions. Please listen carefully. We'll be overloading us on Sunday and then you have time to synthesize that information and come with questions on Thursday. The goal, you see, if I were to summarize this whole year, 2023, I can summarize it as abundant riches. The Lord is focusing a lot, it's, it's, it's a lot on money. Glory to Jesus. And I'm sure you're not too spiritual to receive money from the Lord. (laughs) 
<laughs> Amen. Please remember the books of the month and I encourage you to keep reading them. You gain and, and, and glean so much from the word. Amen. Now, the race is not to the swift. Not the battle to the strong, the Bible says, but time and chance happens to them all. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding. Nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Those that told us that all it takes to be worthy is to work hard, they lie to us. <laughs> Amen. It is not the hard worker that is blessed financially. Otherwise, those doing many our jobs, as we saw them back home, Sweating, the moment they start to walk, is sweating all the way to the end. They should be the richest people on the earth. It is not about physical exertion. It is not about going out in the morning, coming back late at night. The beginning point of, of wealth is the attraction of wealth. There is grace that honey has that wherever you put it, insects, ants will find it. That grace is what we're speaking about. Honey has the grace to attract insects. There is a grace that God gives that can make money. I'm not talking about spiritual money. Please, we're talking about currency. Because when it's time to pay bills, we are not spiritual. But when it's time to hear the word, oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about heavenly riches. Please listen to me. We go through themes of every month. This month we are talking about money. The Bible says money answers all things. It's in your Bible. There is a grace. There are some people that you, you, you look at them and you know that they, they have that grace. That money comes to them. I know many of such people. Anytime you think about them, you just feel like giving them something. <laughs> there are some that, you see, we're going through this so we can locate ourselves. Not so you can beat yourself down and say, you see, this is my problem. No, no, no. So you can, you can see the gaps and we know what to trust the Lord for. Some people know how to manage money, but they don't have the money to manage. So they've skipped a few steps and they are waiting for the man. They have grace to manage, but, but we need to attract it first, accumulate it first, then now begin to manage it. You know what to do, how to invest money, but there's no money to invest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we are talking about money, please be excited. Don't be, don't be sad. So money flows to excited people. Don't be sad. Amen. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. No, 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 no. Be excited. I know many of such people, but we can't mention names, so we mention names from the Bible. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Woo. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, obedient, in Canada, obedient means something else. In another country, it means something. You shall eat the good of the land. 
<laughs> Some people have the grace on them, but they don't want the money. Say, who are such people? Let's call them out and pray for them. You might be one of such people. If you find it hard to negotiate your pay and ask for more money, you are one of those people. You complain on the side, but you cannot go and ask. You are doing the work to go and ask and say, hey, boss, I need, I want more money for the work I am doing. I'm not feeling guilty for doing that. Abraham had that grace. Isaac had the grace. Jacob had the grace. Daniel had the grace in abundance. I remember one time from scripture where the, the king sent for him, Belteshazzar sent for him. I said, hey Daniel, I want you to interpret the writing on the wall. Before Daniel even na- named his prize, the king already mentioned all these things that he'll give him. That is grace to attract wealth. Where you, you, before you even say what you want, things have already been offered to you. I remember there was a season of my life where I just noticed, you know, I never used to pay attention to money because I was very, very spiritual. I just noticed. I noticed that um, when people would give me things, it would be like, $30, $50 gift card here, this one. And I was very grateful because, you know, it was theirs. They were blessing me many, many, many years ago. But then the Holy Ghost now just brought it to my attention. I said, can't you see this pattern? I said, what's what's wrong with that? He said, no, 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 this is wrong. You are lacking something here. You are lacking a grace. So we began to investigate it together. And I can say uh, that's history now. Um, and then suddenly, people began to come. Not just people, even in the workplace. Opportunities for getting more wealth just began to come. When we say attracting wealth, we're not just saying people will be coming and say, hey, take, take this, take that. No, 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 no. Even in the workplace, even business opportunities. There are some people, because of the grace they have, when people have business ideas, they are the ones they come to. That's grace for wealth. You don't have to do much. I just need this. We just need that. We need this. It it just comes to them. Please, tell your neighbor, be happy. Be excited. The look on your face is not encouraging the world. Be excited. Be excited. Be excited. Be excited. Amen. Be excited. Before we started, before I came up on stage, the Lord said to me, he said, be careful with them. Many have wounds that um, this topic brings up. So that's why I'm just massaging you. So money brings up wounds, trauma for many people. But don't worry. Don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're walking in abundance. Mm. or walking in abundance. Some people, when we begin to talk about grace for wealth, they say, oh, you know, unbelievers, unbelievers this, unbelievers that. You know, in essence, discounting what the Lord offers. Let, Let me educate you because some people need to be educated. You see, it is not only believers that God gives grace to. It is not only believers. 
It is not only believers. Haven't you read about Cyrus in Isaiah chapter 45? It says, even though you don't know me, but I am giving you this grace. There are some of us today, if not for the grace that God gave unbelievers, we might not have a job today. Because some believers will not labor with an idea until it produces and becomes Google or Facebook. So he'll give it to an unbeliever. So at the end of the day, the believer can get a job there and be blessed. <laughs> Amen. So, so when we say grace and grace, it is not only the children of God that God gives grace to. There are some people, that you look at them now, they look like unbelievers. But, but you need to trace their lineage. And you now realize there was a praying grandmother somewhere. There was a praying grandfather somewhere that, that lived up with God in certain areas. You look at Solomon with multiple wives, you're wondering, how can this guy, how did he end up with what he had? No, 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 no. You, you trace those that came before him. And you understand that some people paid the price for him. The Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. James 1.17. So we need to know what we have. There's a grace that attracts wealth. And as we go through his word, we'll begin to uncover the things that we must hear. The things that we must do in order to walk into that grace. Do you know that if I stand close to anybody now and be in the spirit, I can tell what you are hearing. Because words have a force attached to it. That's really what we call discernment. When a person says, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. There are thoughts associated with that thought feeling good. <laughs> so there are things that you hear that can shift the environment around you. If you are hearing lack, lack, this bill cannot be paid and stress in your environment, I can perceive it. And guess what? It repels wealth from a person. Hearing about poverty would multiply poverty. <laughs> Speaking about wealth would multiply wealth. If you look at creation from the beginning, the Bible says God said, let there be. And God said, and God said, what are we saying in our homes? Go to many homes, their, their conversation is about lack. And in many places, it is not even allowed to talk about money. It's a taboo. <laughs> Anybody ever heard this from your parents? You ask for something and I say, no, no, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have. Even when sometimes they have. But they are trying to train, train you. If you talk about poverty, you see poverty. You talk about wealth, you see wealth. Remember, the message is not over. We're just beginning. So don't say, oh, is that it? Is that all I just talked about? I've been talking about wealth. <laughs> Relax. Don't be angry. Relax. Relax. We talk about abundance. I am working in divine prosperity. I have more than enough. But many people say the opposite. So people don't come and ask them for money. So on one hand, we are trusting the Lord for something. On the other hand, we're using our mouth to make negative confessions. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed financially. You see, uh, one, one of, <laughs> a great man of God shared this story. He said another pastor came to him to, to ask for a loan and a lot of money. And he came to this man and said, please, I, I, I need you to borrow me this, to lend me this money. And he said, no, nah, I, 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 who told you I have it? Ah, with the way you talk, I hear your messages. <laughs> you, must, you, must, you must have that money. He said, ah, I have it by faith. We say it first by faith before we see it. Don't be afraid if I begin to talk big. That people will now begin to come and ask me for money. Say, no, no, no. That money you're, you're asking for is still in the spirit. It hasn't come to the earth yet, but it is coming. But I am blessed. I am a multi-billionaire. <laughs> you see, just keep watching us. You see, when you see someone driving to Calgary, but they are still on Calgary Trail in Edmonton, uh, they are on the way to Calgary. They know the roadmap to get there. You might be laughing at them and say, ah, look at you, look at you. Just keep watching them as they continue to drive. One day you realize they have arrived at their destination. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to be excited this morning. Don't mess up the word. Be excited. There are some faces I won't look at again now. <laughs> I'll focus on those smiling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 35. Exodus 12, 35. So we said, you speak wealth. You speak it. You speak it. Now, Exodus 12, 35. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. And they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. Verse 36, please. Yes. And the Lord had given the people what? Favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Remember, this was after they just lost their firstborn children. <laughs> they were wailing. They were, they were in pain. Have you ever gone to ask someone for money when they've just lost a child? You get beat up. They'll beat you and chase you away for being insensitive and unwise. But God put favor on them. That when they went to ask, they had no choice but to give what they requested for. Now, please, please listen. Imagine if these people did not go to ask the way God said they should ask. Imagine if they just sat in their homes. I have the favor upon my life. It's going to come. It will not come. This is grace. The moment God gave them that instruction... The grace to attract wealth came upon them. There are some you negotiate for more pay, they will not give you anything because there's no grace. And there are some, as you are asking, they are giving it. And even more than what you ask for. I heard a testimony about that recently. Hmm. Are we together? Glory to Jesus. Look at something that came upon Saul. Before he became king. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1 to 4. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1 to 4. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin of, of, of Zelka, Zelza. 
And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has seized caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Now listen to this. Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel would meet you, one carrying three young goats. Another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a skin of wine and they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread which you will receive from their hands. What was Samuel saying? As I anoint you today, when people see you without you asking, they'll begin to give you gifts. Your amen has kwashoko. They'll begin to give you without even asking. They'll begin to give the gifts. Just by showing up. Ah, I, I'm, I'm not sure if we're, if we're together. This. <laughs> you see, you see, you see, please listen. It is not because, it's not every pastor that has grace for attracting wealth. You see, some people have to guilt trip others. You know, I, I, I came across a video where a man, I'm not sure if a man and then there is God. Okay, so, so this, <laughs> this, man, this man was abusing the church members. I told you all I want a Rolex. And none of you with your big heads can even buy me a Rolex. And he was abusing them. He's been talking, I've been talking about it and talking about it. And my birthday came and none of you could even buy me a Rolex. He was angry. What he needs is a message like this. There's a grace for wealth. That people just look at your hand and they'll get that revelation. Why are you storing up that money? Can't you buy your pastor a Rolex? It's grace for wealth. Wife, listen to me. When grace is on your life, I know a woman came to her husband's office, was not looking for money, but one thing led to another and she emptied her husband's wallet. I am that man. <laughs> one thing led to another, and I saw myself removing one, removing that, until I, I hardly carry cash, until $50 was left, and she said, can't give me that one soon now. <laughs> you see, you, you won't have to beg for things. You won't have to beg for things. There is grace that is coming on you today. There is grace that is coming on you today. I understand these things. There are some people have gotten instructions. Some people have come to me. They've gotten instructions to bless them. But they challenge that instruction. Because there is no grace for wealth on the recipient's head. But there are some people you get an instruction to bless them. Even, you will not even wait to confirm if it was God. That is grace. And we must examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. It's not just about receiving things from people. No, 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 no. You, you're not a beggar. But this is a grace that God has packaged for you and I. Oh, I don't need anybody buy me coffee. I can buy my own coffee. No, no, it's not about the coffee. It's tracking grace. <laughs> it's tracking grace. It's tracking grace. 
And for me, whenever I apply a principle, I wait and observe to see the result. I wait and observe to see the result. When you go to a place where it is final sale, the price is final, you don't haggle like in Nigeria. But yet you step there and you begin to ask them, is this the best you can do? And they begin to say, you know what, let me go and speak to my manager. I say, can I come with you? <laughs> and at the end of the day, you realize because you appeared, they've now gone on sale. That's grace. <laughs> so someone said, the moment the oil comes on you, people will see you and begin to feel compelled to give you gifts without asking for sex in return. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Without asking for favors, you cannot give in return. Solomon also had that grace. Queen Sheba came to receive knowledge, wisdom from him. Let's, let's read that together. First Kings chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. As I'm preaching the word, and you begin to see it and desire it, the grace will be coming on you. That's the way it happens. Galatians chapter 3. He said, oh foolish Galatians, did you receive the, the, the did you receive it by, by, by the, by the workings of the law or by the hearing of faith? Let's, let's go there before we come here. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Because we need to have faith in what is happening as we hear the word. Galatians chapter 3 from verse 1. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the things of the Spirit by the works of the law? Because some people just want, tell me practical things, practical things. No, 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 no. It's not just about knowing to do something. It says, or by the hearing of faith. So there's, there's what we receive when we hear things by faith. And we say, this thing I'm hearing, I want it. This thing I'm hearing, I want it. You've not done anything yet. You've not given anything yet. But you're just hearing by faith. You're hearing by faith. No, it's not bad. I want it. I want grace. I'm a giver, yes, but I also want to receive. <laughs> That's what he was asking them. So it means that they receive the things of the Spirit by the hearing of faith. Because some apostles, especially, they are waiting for the practical aspect of the message. <laughs> the practical this is uh, this one just pastor tell me what I have to do so is it am I giving 25% am I let me just go and do it no 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 there is time for that <laughs> but there is a place of hearing by faith just keeping your heart open this thing I'm hearing is what I want are we together first kings chapter 10 verse 1 to 2 First Kings chapter 10 verse 1 to 2. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. But she also came with hard gifts. Amen. Hard questions, hard gifts. I rebuke every hard question coming to me without hard gifts. 
from Sudan going forward. <laughs> she came to Jerusalem. You better declare with your mouth. She came to Jerusalem with a great retinue, with camels that bought spices. Very much gold, very much gold, very much gold. And precious stones, not stupid stones, precious. And, and when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. But she did not come empty-handed. So Solomon answered all her questions, not because of the things, but the things also supported the grace. But <laughs> there was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain to her. Solomon did not say, okay, anybody that is coming to talk to me, you have to bring 10 talents of gold and this. No, 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 no. But that grace drilled those resources. Where people leave you and they keep apologizing at work. I'm sorry, we're not, we know we're not paying you enough. You've not said anything. We just know because the way we see you, you are way more valuable than what we're giving you. Please don't leave us. Say, are you, are you applying somewhere else? No, not yet. Not yet. But now that you keep saying it, maybe I should. <laughs> Amen. One of us shared this testimony that his supervisor or manager or boss came to him a few years ago and said, Hey, uh, we're not paying you enough. For the work you're doing, can I advise you? If you quit being a permanent staff and come as a contractor, we'll pay you more money. Those are doing the same kind of job, but their contractors are being paid more. His own boss was telling him that. (laughs) I remember at work then, I will not mention the name of the organization. Apparently, once you get a particular, get any certification, they'll give you financial benefits. I didn't know that. I was just getting certifications to enrich my professional life. So I did it. I messaged the partner, and the partner broadcast the message to everybody. Oh, Emmanuel has his designation. Everybody say congratulations. And I moved on. And then my coach, wonderful lady, fantastic, may the Lord bless her, just reached out to me one day. I said, by the way, did you? Get money for the certification you got. I say, which money? You have my attention. Which money? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, that, that anybody that passes certifications will get a part $2,500. I said, I did not get anything. The same partner I told that broadcast the message should have broadcasted the money to me too. So I now reached out to him. I said, dear... I was told that I'm supposed to get this amount of money, but I didn't get it. And he said, oh yeah, that's true. And then he facilitated it. The devil is a liar. You see, sometimes information is what we need. Information is money. Why is the church hiding under a rock in many places? Because they are broke. But that is not CCCG. That is not any church ordained by Jesus in this land. They want us to walk in anointing, but no, but with poverty. Even poverty does not make the anointing to manifest properly. There's a way we'll lay hands on you, we'll not eat, we'll be angry. (laughs) No. Lay hands on someone, but there's no proper sense because you can't afford some things and it will affect the flow of the anointing. (laughs) The devil is a liar. He does very, very strange things. Let's just stop there. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. How do we tap into our begin first, second thought, and then, you know, round that up in the fourth sense? Attracting wealth. It is rooted in the principle of love and honor. It is rooted in the principle of love and honor. It is rooted in the principle of love and honor. Every one of us have grace across either of these four areas in wealth building. Some people, they have grace for transferring wealth. <laughs> That's what God gave them. So, so they know how to hoard. They are very misery. They are very stingy. It's grace for transferring wealth that is just manifesting as stinginess. <laughs> because if they die now, that wealth will be transferred to somebody else. <laughs> are, we, are we together? <laughs> so we all have grace. But all we are doing is we are trading grace for grace. Some people have grace to attract, but they don't have the grace to transfer. We are trading love and honor for grace. <laughs> it's a trade. The church, listen to this revelation. The body of Christ is a marketplace for grace to be traded. And the Holy Ghost is the one that facilitates the trade. <laughs> when you understand, you realize that because it's a body. It's a body. And, and what happens in the human body is not every part of the body that supplies blood. But it is transported. The heart does not have the ability to walk. The leg provides that grace. And the heart supplies the leg with what it needs. And they are all trading. So the body can move forward. <laughs> you understand love and honor. No door can be shut against you. Even God operates in love and honor. The Bible says, when I say God, I mean our heavenly father. The Bible says in, in, in John chapter 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave love. And then you now go to Proverbs 21 verse 1. The heart's king, the king, the, the, the heart's king is in the hand of the Lord. And like rivers of waters, he directs it as he pleases. So with love and honor, God has access to everybody's heart. Plus believer, plus unbeliever. <laughs> so which means you and I also operating in the same grace can gain access even to the hearts of our enemies. <laughs> ah, I present to you an ageless secret. Love and honor. Love and honor. Now, we, many of us know about the five love languages, which to express love. There are also honor languages, which we'll speak about. Uh, one of the months this year would, would go deep into that by the grace of God. But we'll just touch on surface things. Number one, we need to know that I need a grace. In this case, the ability to attract wealth. 
So let's start now from the principles of giving. Because that is one of the ways to show love and to show honor. The principles of giving. When we say giving, we, do, we mean money and anything that is valuable. And it is not just what is given. The what that is given is love. The how it is given is honor. The what is love. The how is honor. I can want to give you this bottle of water now. That's love because I see you're thirsty. It's a show of love. But now when I bring the water in properly in a packaged way on a tray and doing some other dramatic things, that's now honor. And kneeling down and the words that are said, oh dear, dear, wonderful person, I present to you this this bottle of water to quench thy thirst. <laughs> oh, great man and woman of God. Now that's honor. Bringing both together creates a force that breaks every heart open. When you're giving something to somebody that doesn't need it, then you know that the honor piece is what you must exaggerate. <laughs> it is one of the reasons why even without CRE, we, we, we will still be putting money in envelopes here. Even without CRE needing it because it's a, way, it's a honorable way to present something to the Lord. Some even go as far as when they send e-transfers to put a note there to the Lord. Why do we give people cards? Accompanying the gifts. Some of us, we just put the card aside, open the gift and remember, oh, there's a card. And then we, <laughs> we open it. That will tell you what a person needs more. If it's love, they need more. They, he <laughs> When you're giving something to someone and the person does not need those things, they go first for the card. Because for them, that is the... Uh, after checking, it's not the bomb you've given to them. But, 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 but that's, that's, that's the thing that, that they are drawn to. Then before they now go to what it is you might have even brought. Please pay attention. That man, that rich young ruler came to Jesus to ask a question. And Jesus told him what he already knew. Go and follow the commandments. And he said, I already, I do those things. There are some people hearing me now say, oh yeah, I do that, I do that, I do Don't tune off. There is one small aspect. <laughs> one small, you know, a little bolt can affect an entire equipment. There's one small aspect you might be missing. Because if you don't have what you believe you need, there is something that must be missing. Love and honor. And it takes the wisdom of Jesus to properly appropriate it. But because I'm breaking it into for all four services, I'll just make sure some things are said in every service. I want to mention very quickly before we now begin to anoint us, the, 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 the schedule for giving. All right? Now, 
Can you imagine building this place and the roof has not been done, the pillars are not done, and then we're bringing in chairs? To be very silly. We saw a deal there at Costco, so we just go and buy things. When it snows, you realize you have to go and buy another set again. This is how we must give in order for it to be valuable. The foundation of giving is to God. Don't use your money and be an activist. Don't use your money for activism when it has to do with giving. Some people have jumped into the realm of advocacy in the body of Christ. And it's not working. Every and every human being must be given to God. Can you imagine a human being being alive today and not giving back to the ground where we came from? In form of waste? No, you cannot, you can't be alive. Those are principles. Now, some people have built religions based on that revelation. But those are principles. We must give back to the source where we came from in order to sustain the life that brought us about. Whether you call it tight, whether you call it might, whether you call it anything, it's up to you. We are not in the Old Testament, I'm in the New. We just argue about unnecessary things. You must give back to the source from where you came. And in our case, it's God. Those practicing strange religions, they pour, make ovulations and, and, and all those strange things, point things on the, on the ground. That's the same principle, but it's just in a, in, a, in a manipulated way. Brothers and sisters, tithing is non-negotiable. Something must be coming from you to God on a regular basis. Please, I beg you in the name of Jesus. Fundamental is foundation. And the next level is now to give to authority, human authority. Parental, spiritual, even if it's one dollar, two dollars, what? Those are principles. Then the third step is now to give to those in need. That's the poor. If you start by giving to the poor without giving to God, it cannot be sustained. I'll I'll touch on that because of the spiritual component in the second service. Looking at the life of Job. In Job, from Job chapter 29. When I give to you, the life you have comes to me. When, if it's just the poor you give to, you're in trouble. (laughs) You're in big trouble. You're in very, very big. If, If it's just the poor. Oh, Yes. If it's just the poor, but when the foundation, you see, the Bible says in Malachi 3, when we give to God, he'll rebuke the devourer for our sakes. There are forces keeping many people poor. And the moment you come to want to ease that poverty, you put yourself on the firing line. And if you're not properly secure, you've just endangered yourself. So you find some people say, oh, you see, this is what I get for doing good. No, 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 it is just wisdom that was not applied. When you give to God, you're secure. Then human authority, parents, spiritual. Then you now move to the point of now being a blessing to the poor. Some people, where they give their money to is what they watch on television. They give emotionally. They see somebody there, they ask for money. They send it there. This child, this one. And they believe they are doing good things. No, no, you are feeding your soul. Your soul will feel good. You'll be at peace. (laughs) But it's not the same as money coming back to you. 
You feel happy you've done something good. You've done a good deed. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're not smiling now. <laughs> Can I have the oil, please? Thank you, Jesus. The way time runs, it is just very interesting. Let's focus on the anointing now. And I'll continue in the second service and the third and the fourth. And then come back on Thursday with questions. Pastor, I've been given to God, given to authority, and my life is still in shambles. Come and ask that question. Please, we want to help you to diagnose the issue. <clears throat> because if it's working for some of us, why is it not working for you? Hallelujah. So our focus is as this oil comes upon us in the name of Jesus, the way that Saul became a brand new man, we will also become brand new people. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. So the, the anointing today is the anointing to attract wealth in the name of Jesus. Please rise up on your feet. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibuku Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.